Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Chanel, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye bang. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, tape live of the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Shocking uh, events tonight on AEW Dynamite. Arn Anderson carries a Glock with him wherever he goes. And he has no bones about, quote, spilling a man's brains out if they try to take his car to red light. Yeah. Also, Sammy Guevara, Guevara beat Miro for the TNT title. But I'll be honest with you. I, th- I think I think Arn's statement is the most shocking moment of the night. Yeah. I kind of feel like that's the case. But let's talk about Sammy Guevara winning this title off Miro. And then a little bit later on Twitter, Bobby Fish laid down a challenge for uh, that title, and uh, it's been accepted. That match is happening next week. Yeah, on the anniversary show. They announced anniversary show next crazy week. Crazy stuff. It is pretty crazy. crazy. Stuff. I did not see Sammy winning. I did not anticipate it. Um, you know, I guess I could try to loosely connect some dots to have it make more sense. Not to say it was out of the blue. Miro's been undefeated for almost a year. He's had that belt for a while. I kind of feel like, especially with Kenny holding that belt, the AEW belt for who knows how much longer, you know, it's, it could be till full gear. It could be till revolution. It could be till double or nothing next year. We don't know mm-hmm. when they're getting mm-hmm. the wheels in motion, uh, mm-hmm. for this, uh, hangman page storyline. Um, so yeah, let's pass around that TNT title a little bit. It breaks my heart to see Miro lose. I don't think Miro should ever lose because he's the absolute best, but you know, it was a good moment for the the live crowd there in Rochester, a night where they celebrated the life of Brody Lee, the greatest TNT champion. We got the title change. A, a, a lot of really good uh, moments involving the Dark Order, negative one. Uh, when he came out and threw the papers at Uno, 
I just about lost it. Just about lost it. Yeah, so uh, you had speculated in the past that maybe Hangman would be uh, the one to bring the Dark Order back together. It does seem like that story, I would think, just from what we saw tonight, was probably wrapped up in terms of them being all on the on, odds, not yeah. on the same page. Yeah. Um, and uh, fittingly, uh, Amanda Huber and Negative One were the ones to get them back on the same page. I thought that was a nice little piece of mm-hmm. storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows what it means for the actual Dark Order in terms of, you know, uh, I, I don't know that it's necessarily going to play into Hangman's story coming back whenever that's going to happen. Um, but uh, but I thought that was a nice little moment. And uh, that particular story beat, I'm glad they're not going to sort of run that into the ground any more than they already have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't have to rely. Certainly it's not going to be around by the time Hangman comes back. Who knows if that's going to be next week or well, a month from now. It could you know? be next week because on uh, next week's Dynamite, there is a casino ladder match to a new number one contender for the title. Um, I don't know if they would wait and have that number one contender actually challenge Kenny at full gear or not. Uh, but Ooh, if you want, yeah, if you want ways off. Hangman to make a fairly dramatic return, surprise entrant in that particular ladder match, picks up the win, says full gear, I want you, Kenny. I'm going to take that title from you. I kind of feel like Hangman needs a couple more physical trials than a ladder match with a bunch of randos, um, especially now with the Super Elite being at like full strength with Adam Cole there now, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, Kenny Omega seeming to have his I, – I I mean, it, kill, it could still be next week in a different manner. I mean, given that the, uh, the Super Elite's taken on – uh, Brian Danielson and uh, and uh, all the, and the, the other faces. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, there could be something there, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Super Elite still have numbers on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's possible that it happens there, or maybe they, they wait a little bit longer. I don't know, but uh, it is interesting. The, the one thing that I kind of found interesting was watching MJF come out and drop his promo. And I want to get your thoughts on this. We've talked about this a little bit, but, you know, he says there are four pillars Mm -hmm. of AEW, Sammy, Darby, himself, and uh, Jungle Boy. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that he's saying that because six months ago, uh, even a year ago, I I would be like, yeah, these are the guys that they're the obvious guys that are going to be holding down the company. I don't know if that's necessarily true anymore, given how many people are coming into AEW. This is something we've talked about lately. As you can see, I mentioned this pre-show, we got some new graphics mm-hmm. here. I wanted to update them for uh, for the new arrivals. There is a lot of people I had to leave off yeah. this graphic right here. A lot of names coming through. Do you still see AEW originals in the same light as you did six months ago? I do. Um, you know, I, I, I think... Obviously, when AEW started, those were the four wrestlers that AEW really took a lot of time to build up into being uh, potential main eventers. And tonight, we see Sammy win his first championship, TNT title. Darby's already won it. Uh, 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 I would not be surprised within the next year if Jungle Boy has his hand on that TNT title. Um, It's obvious that they're still invested in those talents, but not to say they can't also invest... In, in other talents, I mean, uh, Flex and Apex here in chat says Dante Martin. He's been on TV a lot more of late, which is great because he's phenomenal. 
Um, I think most of the people they're bringing in um, can kind of exist in storylines outside of the title scene for the most part, with the exception of Adam Cole at this juncture. He might be the most popular guy in the company after being Mm -hmm. there for three weeks or however long it's been, three weeks. (laughs) The pops he gets, the chance he gets are incredible. Yeah. So assuming that Kenny will drop the title to Hangman, you know, we we are under the assumption that MJF was to be next in line, maybe to take that belt off Hangman. It might be Adam Cole at this point. Yeah, I mean that's sort of my thing, and I kind of focus on look. Darby's huge, and I think Darby, I think Darby is like the number one pillar. I really do, and maybe partially, partially, because I'll put it this way: I was a little bit disappointed that Max didn't go the way that the crowd wanted. And it seems obvious MJF versus CM Punk. And maybe it's just because they don't want to give CM Punk his first loss, but they're at a point right now where if they did that, CM Punk would win against MJF. Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, I mean, they had the thing with Pillman. He hasn't really been in the title scene. Um, And his, his, his promos lately have been just kind of flat. MJF like you know he talked about tonight and I know it look everybody's on the same page but again it's the same thing if he goes to Darby Allen he says let's bring up your uncle and a car crash that happened where your uncle died and you're in the car I have no idea I've not heard that story I'm maybe he's told it before and I just didn't hear it but like I don't know it's just it's too like it's constantly too easy you know he put it he puts him in there with Pillman and he's like, oh, let me talk about your dad and your mom and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But it's like, I just don't find MJF as interesting now as I did before when he was mixing up with like Cody and even Jericho, which really wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. I thought the Jericho stuff was really good. And then and just in the last couple of weeks, it's like, uh, um, but uh, I don't know. I feel like MJF needs to mix it up with one of the bigger names like he just did with Jericho, yeah, but like, I, a, like I, a hot name like Punk. I, I, I do feel like MJF does better work when he's got like a long-term story he's doing. Ever since yeah. the Jericho stuff, it's just been, you know, for a week here, two weeks there, stories to kind of get him through. Now if he's getting to another story with Darby, now maybe that's something they continue mm-hmm. past maybe the next pay-per-view or something like that. I mean, it's less. I mean, all out was less than a month ago, so maybe yeah. I'm crowing about nothing. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm interested to see. You know, the, obviously this is going to be a thing. Darby says you can't break me mentally. Who comes out of this feud on top? Darby versus MJF. They're sort of. I mean, Darby had a good point. He won the title, but you know, MJF has had some big wins mm-hmm. that are sort of on par with having a title. He's beat uh, like Cody's beat, uh, Jericho. Mm-hmm. Um, those are, that's, that's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Who comes out on top Darby versus MJF? I mean, I would think, I would think MJF cause whether they have him primed for a title run after page or they're setting up with, with uh, him with, for a match against punk, maybe in six to eight months, regardless of which direction they probably want him looking strong from a, a wins and losses perspective. Um, that would be my guess. You know, Darby had a really good run with the TNT title since then. Uh, I mean, he's still been winning tons of matches, so a win over Darby is going to be huge for MJF. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be my my gut, but, it, you know, we'll wait and see how the story plays out. Yeah. It just felt like back like six months to a year ago, it felt more like, okay, these are the young stars that mm-hmm. are decidedly 
But nowadays, with AEW being established the way it is, it feels a lot more like, you know, dudes who are 29, 30, 31 could be coming out of WWE because their contracts are up. I mean, there's not a ton of them, but like Adam Cole's 32. Yeah. And it's like those guys could swoop in and sort of become the future and the present at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. It's just it, it's interesting no, yeah, how yeah, yeah. different, given especially the anniversary shows next week. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to take a look at AEW now versus yeah. then. It's a lot. It's it a very a lot different, different company. It is a lot different. It is a lot different. They've changed a lot in two years. Um, I, I, I see your point about the the four pillars. I think they they're still pretty invested in all four of them. They're on TV all the time. I mean, Jungle Boy is the first to fifty wins. He seemingly has a match every week. Whether you and I have both noted Dynamite yeah, or Rampage. So, you and I have both noted just how much uh, uh, Sammy Guevara has improved as yeah. a personality. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously in the ring, he's always been good in the ring. But he's but really his put character together more than character. every yeah more than anybody out of those four. He's really like become comfortable. He's put it together. Mm-hmm. He's now a mentor to his own guy Fuego. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I mean, obviously Darby. He has proven that he can hang under the pressure, as has MJF. Jungle Boy's that one guy who they just need to give him the microphone, I think, yeah. and say, get out there and roll with it, you know, yeah. because the only way he's going to learn, because I feel that's one element missing from him, is we need to know more about him. He just needs to talk to us more. Yeah, that's true. It's interesting that y- you look at those four pillars. Sammy had a mentor in Chris Jericho. Uh, uh, Darby has one in Sting. You could make the point that Christian's kind of made himself Jurassic uh, Express's mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, MJF never really had one. I guess you could say like Tully, kind of, but not really. He doesn't yeah. really interact with Tully at all. That's mostly FTR. Um, you know, in a, in a in a small way, I, MJF came in ready for prime time. Oh yeah, he came in ready for prime time, and in a, in a small way, in in a way that. Sting has sort of been Darby's mentor as of late. I mean, I know it probably goes back six months now. I don't know when Sting came into the company. But <clears throat> MJF, for that period of time, had Jericho because he was part of the inner circle for a little while yeah. there, and they went hard on MJF and Jericho. And so whether it was on camera or off camera, you know Jericho, and before him, Cody, mm-hmm. really took him under his, oh, yeah, under their yeah, wings yeah. probably. The Cody, like yeah. very early days of AEW, yeah, where they yeah, were palling yeah. around. yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I, I'm I'm really curious to see. You know, I joked about this in the pre-show. We talked about this on News Brief today. How Brian Cage said, uh, you know, Tony Khan's the only guy who's running creative besides the EVPs who take care of their own thing. And he said he might need some help. Now I don't know if if Cage is speaking, uh, you know, out of a desire to see his own career, you know, be spotlighted in AEW. Uh, certainly his wife seems to think so the way she's tweeted. Uh, but there might, I, I, I'm curious to see there's a lot of pieces that Tony Khan has to juggle. And I still insist that he probably has something more elaborate, but a, like a Google doc, like a spreadsheet mm-hmm. because there was that, you know, he had like 2.0 coming in with Daniel Garcia and he was featuring them and he does a really good job at like scheduling out the shows and featuring certain people that need the exposure and high profile losses. But like a guy like Daniel Garcia, tell me he wouldn't work his way up into becoming a pillar of AEW. Hardly possible. You know, there's a lot of dudes coming in. There's a, there's just so much talent out there and uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next year, the next two years, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where For all sure. these pieces land. For sure. For sure.
specificity is dead uh, says MJF had multiple mentors. He just turns on his. Ex- yeah, exactly. I, exactly. Am, I stand corrected. Yeah. But you can't you can't tell me he's not learning from those guys. The oh, behind the scenes, time, thousand you know? percent. That's not necessarily yeah. I wasn't necessarily talking about behind the scenes stuff. Just like on camera yeah. stuff, and 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 yeah, I, I I neglected to remember the Cody stuff. So the line, the the lighting on Roads to the Top during Cody's uh, sit down on the couch interview segments, yeah. is atrocious. It's so flat on him, and he's got his head back here, and his head looks like a giant balloon. Interesting. I'm like, he's he's a super fit guy. You guys are lighting him to crap. Anyways, maybe he has to do uh, maybe he had to do the cinematography himself. <laughs> is he blocking his own scenes? Cody? He might be blocking his own scenes. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, anyways, let's get to it. So uh, CM Punk was on uh, commentary the whole show, and he was great. He was Comes out to a victory lap to yeah. kick things off. He, can't, he couldn't, not allowed to jump into the crowd in New York. But uh, but yeah no he was outstanding on commentary yeah, I thought he was, he really was good. so much fun we got a, at various points we got a what a maneuver yeah. uh, 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 enforcer texted us and noticed a, a gorilla monsoon reference yeah when he was trying to shut down Tony for saying you know I don't hate Adam Cole he's like oh get out of here with that um, um, he was talking trash about Mox talking trash about Cody it was pretty the great. entrance yeah that was great stuff yeah that, I that thought he was really good. cost a fortune uh, they were promoting Mox's book. What he's making his entrance for his match, and Punk said something along the lines of, "He looks like a guy who can't even read, much less write." He says, "I wonder if he, if it's a picture book." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good stuff. Uh, the first match was as usual on Dynamite, a banger. Could have been the main event. Oh yeah, Adam Cole versus Jungle Boy. Like you said, Adam Cole is the most popular guy in any company he might be a part of. Certainly here in AEW, and part of part of the joy of this match, number one, was a really good match. Jungle Boy had uh, uh, properly scouted Adam Cole, so he had a counter for everything uh, in the first big chunk of this match. Tony Schiavone on commentary, as we said, really laying into Adam Cole, which is a great dynamic. Uh, there was a this is I, I thought this was going to be towards a finish because we got Jungle Boy hitting this awesome poison Rana, got a few near falls on Cole. Cole responds with a super kick. Uh, tries a Panama Sunrise to the floor from the apron. Uh, Jungle Boy avoids that, but eats a kick on a suicide dive attempt, uh, then hits a Rana over the rope, uh, over the top rope to Cole, and that got a what a maneuver from CM Punk. Pretty great. Uh, Jungle Boy ends up eating a super kick and a Panama Sunrise, and it shocks Adam Cole. 
when he kicks out. It was a great little bit of camera work there. Uh, Cole loads up a, a boom, uh, but uh, Jungle Boy is able to avoid that. Gets a snare trap on. Adam Cole starting to get close to the rope, so Jungle Boy tries to pull him back to the middle of the ring, but Cole's able to push him off. Jungle Boy at that point sort of grabs onto Cole, and they do that bit where they sort of push up against the ref. And so Cole is able to hit the mule kick low blow uh, uh, on Jungle Boy. And uh, as he crumbles to the ground, he hits a boom for three and the win. Adam Cole is elite. The elite come down to revel in the celebration. Before we hear from them, we go to commercial. We come back. Carl Anderson demands that the crowd welcome the super elite. He says to be the elite. You have to have the impact tag team titles to be elite. You got to have Adam Cole, baby. You got to have the AEW world champion, Kenny Omega. You got to have the greatest tag team of all times. And although they are no longer champs, they are still EVP. So Adam Cole takes the mic next, says he told us so, he told the world he's going to beat Jungle Boy, and he did it. And he did it by himself. He did it because he is elite. And on top of that, Adam Cole is undefeated, baby. Brandon Cutler snatches the mic for him from him. He's about to talk. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, Nick. Takes it from Cutler. Shut up, Cutler. Shut up, Cutler. And says, I'm going to introduce the best promo to all of wrestling, Michael Nakazawa. And so the crowd starts chanting CM Punk. Uh, Nakazawa hears this. And he's like, I'm not going to talk. Hands the mic to Omega. And Omega says, my phone's been ringing off the hook. My social media mentions are all saying that I had the best match ever. My best match in AEW uh, history. To which he says, that's cool. He says, Brian took it to his limit. Uh, but there's the problem. He couldn't get the job done when it counted. And the other problem is he has no record. Therefore, he can't get a rematch. He's never going to see Kenny Omega in the ring again. This brings so Daniel, out Brian, Brian Danielson. Danielson comes out, as I misname him again. Uh, he says, uh, you know, people want a rematch. I want one, but you don't have the balls to give me one. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Kenny No Balls Omega. So the crowd starts chanting No Balls, Kenny, No Balls. Kenny No Balls. Yeah, uh, so he says, so now let's see if anybody in the lead has any balls. I challenge any of you to a match on Rampage. Kenny says, wow, big words for a small man. Why Rampage? How about right now? And he says, uh, today's your lucky day. And then uh, Brian cuts him off and says, do you want to see us fight? He says, come on down, guys. And it's, you know, the the nerd crew of uh, Christian, Kazarian, Jungle Boy, Jurassic Kazarian, Express, yes. Luchasaurus, creepy little bastard. So they all come down. And uh, the elite, he says, run, guys. So they all take off. They all take off. Uh, after that, uh, we had uh, Andrade interrupting a Lucha Brothers interview. He's asking where Pac is. And Andrade's assistant says, hey, it's been a while since you've defended your AAA tag titles. Uh, Andrade, well, it's been since Triple Mania. It wasn't that long ago. Andrade says he's got some friends who will take the belts off him. Phoenix says, anytime, anywhere, who's it going to be? Okay, so... Was there something? Did I mishear this today? Something about the the clowns from AAA being an MLW doing something in MLW? Psycho Clown's going to be be at a GCW show. Oh, GCW. Okay. If it's if it's a, if it's some AAA guys, the clowns and AEW. I mean, if they're coming up here, maybe they'll do a shot in AEW. Um, I mean, Laredo Kid would be kind of underwhelming. Because he's already been around in AEW. I, 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 if it's my preference, it's somebody new that we haven't seen in AEW. Yeah. Um, and it would be AAA guys. It'd be Dr. Uh, Wagner Jr. and Blue Demon Jr. They're putting their epic rivalry aside. To get what those if it's AAA a, tag titles, yes. What if it's a, a heel ref? Oh, and, I, got uh, I got it. I got it. Yeah. I got it. I got it. It's Pagano and Chessman. Can oh, they coexist, yes. especially after what happened at Triple Mania? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's what it How is. How about this? Oh, you can also bring um, Spider-Man Vikingo and uh-huh. he can fight Leo Rush. That's good. Spider-Man. That's good. Battle of the... They could do the Spider-Man thing. <laughs> squeak, squeak, squeak. That'd be great. Uh, when's, the next, when's the next big AAA show? Do we know? I don't know. When's Ray to Reyes? Yeah, that's a good question. That match is always great. Matches, yeah, that's. Awesome. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to look into that. After that, we had uh, Dante Martin and Matt Seidel taking on Lee Johnson and Cody Rhodes. Uh, uh, Co- I actually thought Cody did a pretty good job of very subtly being a, a, a real asshole during this match. Um, so of course, booze rained rained down upon Cody at the very as soon as he's making his introduction. So Arn's there trying to coach his team up, and he wants Lee Johnson to start. Cody says. No, I'm just going to start. And he starts. And Arn's upset. He's confused. You get Cody sucks chance coming in. Uh, and then eventually Cody's like, all right, I'll tag Lee in. And so Arn is c- trying to coach up Lee. And at one point uh, he's talking to Lee. And Lee has his back to, I believe, his Matt Seidel. And Cody's in the corner like, keep your eyes on your opponent. Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah. some, there's like two coaches oh, yeah. talking, you know, at Lee. Yeah, well, one of them has a gun. Continue. Anyways, yeah, so Dante and Lee had this great back and forth. They get in each other's face. Cody gets in the ring, I guess, to kind of break it up or something. So Matt Seidel mm-hmm. comes in, too, and he kind of jaws at Matt Seidel a little bit and then clocks him. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, man, Cody, you're a jerk. He's being a dick. He's a jerk. So down the down the stretch, um, Cody, uh, sorry, Dante hits a springboard moonsault. That gets him a two. He looks for a tag. Uh, uh, he fends off. Wow, I got this all wrong. Anyways, uh, Cody, sorry, Cody uh, is looking for a tag. He has to fend off Seidel and Dante. And so uh, previously, Lee Johnson had been laid out on the floor. He eventually gets back on the apron. And Lee reaches through the ropes and pulls Cody, who's kind of stumbling around a little bit, to his corner, tags himself in, uh, goes on a run, and eventually uh, hits a, a, a kind of a neckbreaker finish to get the win. Yeah. And so I, I, I'm hoping this was intentional. As soon as the match is over, Cody gets the ring and stands in front of Lee Johnson. Yeah, yeah. To the A camera, the hard camera. Yeah. So Tony goes down the ring to interviews Cody. He says, Ooh, uh, "I got, I got this. I got this." Okay, go ahead. So Cody said, "Because I got to do this arm bit." Cody says, "I know this audience waited a long time for this show." Cody calls out Malachi Black, and Arn says, "Cody, Cody, stop talking." July seventh, Black came into our life. He's destroyed every one of us. It's your fight. The first time he destroyed you. You start taking your boot off. What's that about? Try not to go into Stone Cold here. He says, second time you got out of the ring to see me, to hell with me. You should have finished that fight. Black is an assassin. He'll do anything to win a match and destroy the man he's in there with. I would step in to take the fight, but I'm too old. Editor's note. Disagree hard. He blocked. He blocked, he blocked a black mass with ease. Yeah. Uh, he says, there's two big differences between you and I. You pull up to a red light. Someone opens your car door, says, I want your car. You say, yes, please don't hurt me. They try that with me. I pull out a Glock and I spill his brains out. I didn't come to coach a loser. At least Lee listens to me. Come on, Lee, let's go. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. I slipped yeah, in the stone. That's cold. fine. That's fine. It's kind of what I do. Like, I was dead. He said, I pull out a Glock and spill his brains out. That is so grim. It is very grim. And he did the hand that signed. Yeah, it was very gun. surprising. It was very surprising. Very surprising. Oh, my God. That was a, and Cody was like, 
Yeah. I don't think Cody was expecting that. No. Like, shoot or kayfabe. Yeah. If this is, Excuse my language. We can't even say shoot anymore. Uh, uh, if this is a story of Cody's life falling completely apart on screen, I'm all about it. Yeah, it's kind of great. It's um, kind of awesome. It is. It's compelling. It is. I liked it. I, I liked I everything about good. what I saw. I thought it was Cody pretty good. Had. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Uh, it, it seems like he wants another match against Malachi Black. Uh, and if I that happens, I, 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 I'm hoping that Malachi Black masses him into basically uh, uh, down on his luck Corbin. That's what I'm hoping. I Dude, I, I wonder if like they get out of that. By just having the story continue, Malachi Black has done his damage. Yeah, it's done. He got he got the win in every possible sense, and now Cody's life is falling apart. So now I kind of feel like the the real match is like like the more Cody messes with Malachi Black, the further he sinks in. So he just needs to not mess with that guy and figure out who the hell he is anymore. And I don't know how you do. I mean, it's wrestling. You should do that through wrestling. But I kind of feel like. Malachi Black has had his his has said his piece and now he's got to move on because you can't have this. Oh, Cody gets his life back by beating Malachi Black. That'd be awful. Well, you can't do that and spend a three weeks. No, if you take a year and do that. Yes, that's a story you could tell. Yeah, that it culminates. You know, Cody gets himself back together. And by doing so or after he does that, he he can then defeat Malachi Black. But you don't do that in the span of three weeks. You take your time with that anyways. After that we had And it's also well one's last bit. It's also telling that they intentionally had they intentionally fought one of the one of the more loved face teams. It's not like they took on some people. So that made the crowd, besides being Cody and they're in New York, boo Cody. Every time he was in there against Dante Martin. You didn't have to put the caveat in there that they were in New York. You just said, you could have said it's Cody. Cody gets booze like most places. They go they, they go down south and Cody's not going to get booed there. There's plenty of play. Come on, you've seen our YouTube comments all the time. Uh, I, I don't get the hate for Cody. I don't understand it. There's a large swath. No, oh, he has his fans. <laughs> I, I understand that. Just saying. Uh, next, we had Moxley, Kingston, and Darby taking on Bear Country and Anthony Green. It was cool to see Anthony Green uh, in AEW. I think he's been wrestling on Dark and Elevation. Of course, he was August Gray in NXT. Don't you love it, man? The dude gets a uh, uh, let go. They bring him in, and they have him dance with Sting. Isn't that great? That's great. Yeah, I know. He, t- yeah. he took the L. Uh, Mox and Eddie hit their finish on him. But then Eddie waves in Sting, and Sting yeah, hits him with a scorpion death drop. Mm-hmm. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, it was a short match. It was fun though. Yeah, no. If you're Anthony Green, man, you, you're probably having an issue sleeping tonight. You're feeling so, so good. Excited. Holy I know. crap! I know. I took a scorpion. Like, there's only going to be a certain number of people who can be able to say at the end of the day that I took a mm-hmm. scorpion death drop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No man can escape the death lock. After that, we had a Ruby Soho Britt Baker video package, kind of wrapping up their thing. Britt say, uh, Britt saying, "Hey, Ruby, back of the line with you." Ruby says next time it's not going to be whatever, sort of, you know. Oh, yeah, she uh, said I, I can't skip the line, so now i got to work my way back up and yeah, get what yeah. I wanted before I even came here, the AW Women's title. Just a little bow on the top there. Uh, after that, we had a Matt Hardy promo in advance of the, the giant clusterfuck match. 16-man tag match, yes. This HFO is way too many people. Orange Cassidy, uh, yeah, he says Rochester has crap people who don't deserve good things. He gets cut off by the Pixies. It's Orange Cassidy, and then the Dark Order come out. So this is just a gigantic mess, mainly focusing on the fact that Dark Order cannot get on the same page, even if Tony Khan tells him, tweets at them and says, I have to. Uh, and uh, as Uno leaves, 
because he's tired of it all. Uh, 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 negative one, and uh, Amanda Huber come out, and they and and Ty and and Anna J mm-hmm. and uh, negative one throws the papers at him. That I, I I almost I almost broke down there. That was good stuff. Yeah, and Amanda says, uh, "Hey, get it together, get back in there. You guys need it." So they get in there, they get the win, and they all shake hands and hug afterwards. That finishing sequence, it was extended. Like it mm-hmm, felt like yeah. it took three minutes, but yeah. basically everybody in the Dark Order got their shit in. They got their shit in, man. It was great. They all got their shit in. It was in. great. John Silver going running all around the ring, kicking and hitting people. Fantastic. He's so much. He's so much fun, dude. Yeah, he is. Next, Leo Rush. He had a promo. Uh, he says uh, uh, Tony Khan's been uh, uh, talking to him, wanting him to be all elite. He says I'm the man of the hour. I'm also a businessman. I uh, I'm LBO Leo. Leverage buyout Leo, uh, and uh, he tries to. He's explaining it. I don't understand economics that well, so I don't really get yeah. it. But at the end of it is he makes profits for himself as well as the company he represents. That's what I took from it: is that he makes money for himself. Yes, Steve. Why is he wrestling then? I feel like what he was talking about would be far more lucrative than. But would than it be wrestling. fun? Maybe wrestling is just fun for him. <laughs> I mean, so are video games. Why didn't he just do that while he's maybe, LBOing maybe, people? But here's the thing. Not everybody enjoys video games. He does. I saw him play video games when I went to the 2K event. He was playing 2K also. It's not a very good video game. All right. But just for the sake of our discussion here, let's say he in kayfabe. He's retired like five different LBO times. Clearly, Leo it's not that fun for him. It's not like uh, video games. LBO Leo, you like this gimmick form? Where are they going to go with this? I mean, it, without confusing this, because I watched this, I was like, "Wait, fucking what? LBO? What? You're you're Leo? What do you? Why? Why, why is all this? What is all this sh- uh, Shutterstock footage yeah. of Wall Street and my, numbers? And my hope is succession is every week that he comes in and talks about some other aspect of finance, like uh, mortgage-backed crypto. securities, crypto, you know, short all that, sells, all that stuff." Maybe then I'll pick up a predatory few lending. He's going to be I'm the predator predatory lender. This finisher about the sum prime loan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The variable APR. Mm-hmm. The balloon payment, huh? The <laughs> balloon payment. That's what it is. Oh, what a mess we were in ten years ago. Oh yes. Uh, that was more than that, huh? It's about thirteen. Yeah. All right. So after that, this, I, I swear, like Tony's like, all right, listen, you guys have one minute. Learn how to speed talk. <laughs> yeah, Leo, the red card. There you go. Let me ask you this. Did they cut in kind of late to this FTR promo for you two? Because by, know, it was, by it was the time t- he was talking so fast, by the time it, went, it came from commercial back to FTR, he Dax was already talking. Yeah, that, that could be. That sounds right. There's a couple instances where I felt like the, that happened. All I got was we were rejuvenated. That's, that's you know, that's fine. We're rejuvenated. <laughs> And that's we're bad gonna, we're news. We're back on track. The tag division, top guys yeah. out. All right, after that, yeah. we had Dan Lambert and Men of the Year out oh. with the promo. Dude, can we just can we just talk about this as opposed to just recapping what they had to say? Sure. Because basically it's this. Don't let Dan Lambert, Lambert talk anymore. Let Men of the Year talk. Lambert just talks and talks about men living in basements. Scorpio Sky talked about his accomplishments. Karate Man talked about his accomplishments. Karate Man doesn't need anybody talking for him, and Scorpio Sky doesn't need anybody talking for him. Nope. And honestly, 
Dan Lambert has such go away heat with me at this point. I don't care about him. I don't want to see him on my TV. I'm I'm over it. I'm tired. I'm I'm done with it. And I feel like he is rubbing off on Sky and Karate Man. I don't care about these guys because I care so little about Dan Lambert. Um, I was with and you. And I don't want to feel that way. Here's the thing. I was with you until until Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page were actually given a, an opportunity to actually talk for themselves this week. I'm like, oh, I remember why I like these guys. Because they're good on the mic. They're good in the ring. And now what needs to happen is they need to talk less and win more. Yeah. I mean, they're just, the crowd doesn't care. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, cro- a process for them. It will be. I mean, but- I like them too, and I know that they're good talkers. I know they're good in the ring. It's just, man, as long as they're with Lambert, I just don't see anything. I understand at that. all. I understand that. I understand that. But now maybe maybe this is the start of something where maybe maybe they're realizing okay, we've we've had a lot of Dan Lambert. Maybe now we should move the spotlight from Dan Lambert to where it should be Men of the Year. Because those are the guys that we're trying to get over through this whole process. Maybe they recognize Dan Lambert is impeding that. So, yes, maybe Dan Lambert will kind of be there, introduce Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page. Let them do their talking. They don't need anybody talking for them. They're really good on the mic. They don't need Dan Lambert. They don't need America Top Team. They don't need they, them. I think that's the they, that's just the part that bugs me is that I don't. Dan Lambert's not adding anything to their presentation. He's taking away been, from them. They've been fumbled from the beginning. Yeah, they as have. a team. They really have been. Honestly, if we had if we had Page as we see him in his vlogs, and if we see Sky as we see him on Wrestling with the Week, they would be super over. They would be. And I get they wanted them to be bad guys, and that's fine. But I get. I mean, I don't know. Just for me, they're way too likable to be bad guys. Uh, so I don't know. I I, I feel like Ethan they're Page kind of a at nothing right now. Guy. Mm, I, but maybe that's just me because I don't watch his I don't watch his vlogs. I mean, that's a conversation we've had before. Mm-hmm. It's like I've seen like I saw a lot of his vlogs and I saw his goofy impact stuff, and uh, and even all that before he was healed with the North. I was like, oh man, and then his story's all inspirational because he was like, you know, he got like super fit. Mm-hmm. He had these great vlogs where he talked about how he did it. And I'm like, man, that's you. And it's a weird thing because I could separate like Adam Cole from. Well, like we said, it's all how we were introduced to that person. I, or I think that's I think a lot right. of it. I think that's correct, though. That's correct. You know, it's like Adam Cole. I the first I remember of Adam Cole was him joining Bullet Club. Is when I the first, first I remember of Ethan Page is when I saw him in the the first Casino Battle Royal at All In, mm. and he was healing mm. it up that entire match, and I was wildly yeah. entertained by him. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. They're both really talented guys. They'll mm-hmm. be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Lambert can go. He can go. Uh, after that, we had a video promo. Uh, Karushita is looking for her 50th win, and uh, she's listing off some of her accomplishments. Serena Deeb says, hey, uh, you want that 50th win? I'm going to make you work for it next week. Sheeta's going to get that 50th win. All confidence points. Not about all confidence match. points. Not about all confidence points. What match do you, what else is going on next week? Do you have it written down your notes? Um, I just wrote down what they announced that was new. Oh, yes. I said it's the elite versus. Uh, oh, Dan. Oh, okay. Brian Danielson so and friends. Oh, that's a that's a rampage. Okay. There's the ladder match. There's yeah. this match. The Sheeta uh, Serena Deep. I think that's the th- only three they announced for next week. Well, I guess well, then maybe Bobby Fish versus Sammy Guevara. That'd be good. All oh, my confidence okay. points. Sammy that's... Guevara <laughs> retaining the TNT title against Bobby Fish. Yeah, that's that's all the confidence points. 
But Ikara Sheet is pretty high up there. They're not going to have her lose, man. Uh, after that, we had the Bunny and Penelope Ford taking on Anna Jay and Ty Conti. Uh, commentary was pretty quick to mention that uh, Conti and Jay had matching gear, but it wasn't Dark Order themed. Mm-hmm, yeah. As if yeah. to say, maybe they're on a different page than the rest of Dark Order 2. Um, there's this one point where Penelope Ford hits this cool, like she does a Matrix thing right into a stunner on Anna Jay. That was neat. It's pretty neat. I hadn't yeah. seen her do that before. Stuff. That was great. So yeah. the finish saw uh, Ford miss a moonsault. Uh, Ty Conti uh, is hitting a, a, a Ty KO on Bunny on the floor. And then Anna Jay hits Penelope with the kick right to the Queen Slayer. Ref calls for the bell. Uh, Ford did a great job selling the Queen Slayer uh, afterwards. Negative one runs out to the ring. Congratulate Ty, uh, uh, Ty and, and Anna Jay. Yeah, it was good stuff. Mm-hmm. After that, we had a great video promo for Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargill. No DQ. When's this one going down? Is this next week? Uh, it's a triple threat. It's Jade versus Thunder versus Nyla. Oh, that's right. Yeah, versus Nyla. Yeah, it's on yeah, Rampage right. this week. Yeah, ooh, that's going to be good. Yeah, Rampage that's is looking really, really good this good. week. They got this. Okay. They got uh, Danielson versus Nick Jackson. That's going to be holy shit. Nick Jackson, when he's solo, he is so damn good. He is so damn good. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a shame those guys never want to break up. I'd love to see uh, Nick Jackson on a on a solo tear. Oh, I that'd know. be so much fun. It would be fun. He is so much fun right now as a heel. Oh heck, yeah. like it's it's insane. It's funny even when watching him on the uh, on the Canyon episode of Dark Side, like Matt cuts him off quite a bit. Like you and I do that to each other sometimes because we know where we're going with a point and we just do that. But like Nick as a as a heel. He's so good on the mic. It's weird because you mentioned the dark side, and, and Nick's very soft-spoken. Yeah, And it's is. the same yeah. when he's a face. He's very soft-spoken. Yeah. It's like he mumbles half the time. Right. But yeah. when he's when he's heel, it's like something he can unlock something within himself that just brings out so much personality. It's great. It's like, yeah, it's a whole nother level. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's he awesome. He starts calling he's like great. a bird. It's great. Yeah. So then we had the MJF promo. He comes out, says, we're on the precipice of something special here in AEW. He says, there are a handful of men here, pillars, that will be pushing this company forward in the future. Four men, Jungle Boy, I beat him. Sammy Guevara, I beat him. Darby Allen, whatever. The most important pillar, me. Without this com- without me, this company ain't shit. I deserve to be the AEW world champion. Tony, out of all the co- Tony, I like you. We're friends. Out of all the cons in pro wrestling, you're in my top two. Crowd starts chanting CM Punk. He says, "Whatever." He says, uh, "He says, you know, if they don't give me what I want, I have a friend from my MLW days on speed dial. His name is Bruce Pritchard." And CM Punk says something like, "Basically, well, who doesn't have Bruce Pritchard yeah. on speed dial?" So if you're really in the wrestling that, industry, yeah. everybody does. Uh, so Darby comes down. Uh, MJF is like, hey, you know what, man? You're number two, and that's good. A lot of people are number two. He says, but I'm number one. I'm the Jordan around here. And Darby says, you know, you just keep saying you're going to go. Then just go. No one would care. I'm AW till death. And how can you be the number four for life? And how can you be the number one pillar when I've been the only one between us to win a title? MJF says, you know what, man? I respect you because you're straight edge. He says, you know why he is? And he mentions a story about Darby being a little boy, getting in the car with his uncle who was drunk at the time, got into an accident, and your uncle died that night. That's a travesty, but do you know why? It's because the wrong man died. And he's trying to get under Darby's skin. And he says, go ahead and hit me. And Darby says, no, I won't. You won't break me mentally, man. And he says, just keep on talking. 
And he's like, oh, I'm not going to break you mentally. And he's like, come on, let's go. Let's get out of here. We're done here. So he leaves. Yeah. So is the story. MJF is going to try to break Darby Allen mentally. MJF might get a win, but Darby Allen's not going to be broken mentally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's probably going to be it. Uh, then we got a Sammy Guevara Miro uh, video package. Uh, Sammy is questioning why Fuego put up his car. He said he didn't know he was going to do that. Miro then suggests that Fuego might have a gambling problem. <laughs> Sammy says, you know what? After become TNT champ, I'll buy Fuego a new car. A new, new car. car. Hell of a match. Oh, this was fantastic. Match. This was great. This was really, really good stuff. Miro choking Sammy out with his own chain. CM Punk saying, hey, you walked into the match with a chain. You're allowed to do that. The hair or anything you walk in with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Miro has the upper hand for a good chunk of the being of the match. Eventually, uh, Sammy uh, fun splashes Miro and himself out of the ring. Rams Miro into the ring post, the ring steps. He's looking for a shooting star press uh, in back in the ring. Miro catches him, hits a belly to belly. Sammy tries for running knee. Miro catches that, hits a German suplex, follows with a clothesline, then another. Uh, he's looking for a third, but the Sammy counters that with a Spanish fly. That was impressive. A standing that Spanish fly was crazy. The crazy shit to me was when he did that, tried that uh, shooting star press, and Miro just caught him and threw him over his head. That was great. That was that was like holy crap. That was great. So uh, Sammy follows with a super kick, a shining wizard, goes for a pump kick. Miro sidesteps that, goes for a German suplex. Sammy lands on his feet, and then Miro charges Sammy. Well, Sammy sidesteps, and Miro tumbles basically over the ring post out of the ring to the floor. Sammy falls with a massive dive over the turnbuckle, takes out Miro, gets him back in the ring, goes up top. Uh, uh, Miro gets up, so Sammy jumps off the top rope, and then uh, Miro hits uh, Uranagi. That gets him a two count. He looks for a Machika kick. Sammy avoids it, hits a jumping knee, then another, then Insigiri, goes up top. Miro punches him in the face. He's looking for a superplex. Sammy fights him off. Hits this leaping cutter off the second rope. He's looking for the GTH, but he can't pick up Miro. So instead, Miro hits a Machka kick. That gets him a two count. He's looking for game over. Sammy rolls out to the floor. And then Miro just goes to each corner, starts ripping the turnbuckle cover off the top turnbuckle. Well, Fuego gets on the apron. He starts getting in Miro's face. Miro punches him off the apron to the floor. Uh, Sammy hits a running knee from behind, which sends Miro into one of the exposed turnbuckles. Uh, Sammy follows with the Tornado DDT. Gets Miro up for a GTH, hits it. Sammy goes up top, hits the 630 to get the win. When he went up for the 630, you think it was going to be the end of him for doing that? The end of Miro? Uh, end of Sammy. Oh, for not pitting him after the DD, for after the GTH? Yeah, I thought he. Yeah. I thought that, uh, that Miro was going to catch him with the, with the game over or something. When he hit that, I was like, oh, shit. I was surprised. <laughs> I was really surprised. Like once Fuego ran down, I was like, "Oh, what?" I know. That's me too. usually the sign that somebody's gonna. There's a title change. What I was expecting was for Sammy to lose, and then someone's gonna come back at the end of the show to step up to Miro. Yeah, that's what I was expecting to happen. Yeah, didn't happen. We got a new champion and a new car. Da, 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 mm-hmm. Now we gotta have a <laughs> we gotta have a video package on Dynamite on Wednesday of Sammy taking Fuego car shopping. Get to get, is, he gonna, is he gonna take him to a real dealer or car Carmax? He's <laughs> <laughs> all trying to scrape that stupid sticker off the back. They 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 make it tough to do, man. 
Mm-hmm. You want to answer a few questions? Yeah. Yeah, I got a thread up here on the Patreon. We got plenty of people in the Twitch chat, so load up those highlighted messages and ask your questions. Yes. Uh, Sent Merck says, hair on my mic, all that was AEW's most important show since the first Double or Nothing. I think everyone would agree with that. Does this solidify All Out as AEW's equivalent to WrestleMania? Um, I I think you and I have always been on the same page. We kind of feel like All Out's always a WrestleMania, right? It. Yeah, you know, it's it's the it's the successor to All In, which was their unofficial first show. It's the show that launched AEW more or less. Um, so yeah, I've always kind of considered All Out their WrestleMania. Do you think if they were to go for a WrestleMania spectacle-esque show, mm-hmm. they would probably do it with a new show as opposed to as opposed one of their existing pay-per-views, you think, right? You don't think they try to move All Out to like Soldier Field in Chicago? I think All Out has such a strong affiliation with the venue. They couldn't because double Soldier or, Field because football season starts around that time. So they could do Double it. or Nothing move to Allegiant? It's possible. I think they'd probably do that instead of trying to up I think all outs probably always going to be there because of the connection to the venue that's just my it's possible you know, they, they they have they have a sentimental streak to them you know they do definitely definitely uh Cody Miles says the Darby car story is true he has told it in the past it's the reason for the paint skeleton motif he said half of Darby died that night I I figured as much I figured as much I'm not as you know knowledgeable on the lore of Darby Allen but I figured that was a real thing, and you know they're obviously cool mining it. Um, but I don't know; it's just like the second time in a row MJF goes for that kind of thing. I just don't. It's just I don't find it that interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, our Lopez Ortiz, I think the MJF Darby feud is really interesting because I think this is the first feud between two of the younger stars going head to head. It's usually been young guy versus established star. Um. Wait, what? Sorry. Uh, I think the Darby MJF feud is interesting because it's the first time. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The sure. younger stars are going head to head. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Uh, NWO Dennis Rodman. If Redragon were to go to AEW, should they stay away from any Adam Cole storylines? No, I don't think so. But. Also, don't feel the need because they had such a wonderful history. Oh yeah, I mean, even predating yeah, yeah. NXT, they don't need to run from Obviously, that. No. That's why they they don't need to run from that. I think there's a lot that they can mine there. Definitely, definitely. Uh, specificity is dead. Well, Orange Cassidy was also there at the first show. Who was more of a young pillar than Orange Cassidy? That is. Well, he's been wrestling for like 15 years. Yeah. He's in he's his been mid-30s. Around, yeah, he's been around for a while. The other guys are in their early or mid-20s, I think. Like how old is, yeah, Sammy Darby. Yeah, they're all like young dudes. Who's the oldest of them, do we know? Like just off the top of your head. Because Jungle Boy's like 25, yeah, right? he's in Something his like early, mid-20s. Darby might be the oldest. Around. Darby? Because I think he's yeah, Orange what, Cassidy's like, Yeah, Orange Cassidy's 37. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that there you go. I mean, I get the point. He's just an AEW original as opposed to a a young dude. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh wow, I don't know about this. Patrick Sparks says the crowd has been so good. Just thirty minutes into the show, what is your opinion on the top three crowds 
AEW has been in front of to date, you got to figure that the Grand Slam crowd, everybody said how electric that crowd was. Yeah. But then, like, I don't know. We were at the... Uh, I'll tell you this. I have never been in a crowd. I know it's not AEW, but I've never been a part of a crowd like All In. Yeah. And I do kind of remember that being a more electric crowd than Double or Nothing, which was still a very electric crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd say probably last week's uh, the Grand Slam crowd was, like, super electric. Yeah. And then, I mean, I could just speak from experience. The Double or Nothing crowd was huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they had, like, 13 wrestlers ringside because of COVID, that was huge also. Shane's birthday Joke. tweet says, uh, Thunder Rosa... Jade and Nyla all need wins. Who do you think goes over and who gets the pinfall? I think Jade pins Nyla Rose. That is probably exactly correct. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, Ben Whiteman. Cody's crazy entrance for a random episode of Dynamite for random tag team matches early leading to something. Not just him being a total mark for himself. Like you said, he was acting like a dick during that match. Yeah, he really was. He was. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Hood Alex says to me that uh, MJF likes cheap shots on purpose because he's trying to push buttons. Yeah, it's just not that clever. Yeah, yeah. Maybe because oh the fr- yeah. oh the Fry King brings up the Darby being Darby was in a few with Sammy around one of the revolutions. That's, That's right. totally true. That's right. Uh, um, gaming with Cage should Wyndham Rotunda debut in AEW as himself or a new fiendish like character? I just hope he comes up with something that's unique and original. And something that he's really invested in that he has the freedom to to see through. Yep, I agree with that. I think that it, I think that it will be a more interesting character as opposed to just him in like you know black trunks. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Nope. If let's see, we talked about that. Uh, Moses opposes from first to last power rank. Which of the four young pillars will hold the AEW World Championship? Uh, Guevara, Darby Allen, MJF, Jungle Boy. So, in my opinion, it's going to go MJF, Darby Allen, Guevara, then Jungle Boy. I'm, Actually, no. Guevara's last. Yeah, I'd go MJF, MJF Darby, Darby, Jungle Boy, Sammy. Guevara. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Uh, dang MQ. I'd love for MLW to be part of the hidden door, forbidden door, as we can get Jacob Fatu, Alex Hammer, Hammerstone, Los Parks, Tom Lawler, and Mil Mortis in AEW. Yes, please. I agree. Absolutely. I agree. Um, let's see here. Senior Nerd, what's the story behind MJF and Bruce Pritchard? Did Brother Love try to get MJF to sign to WWE before he went to AEW? Almost certainly. Would not shock me at all. Hey, mm-hmm. Max. Uh, Zach on the run. Do you think Cody phasing to a heel could lead to him reversing his rule that he can't go for the AEW title? It's always possible. It's wrestling. They can write whatever they want. Yep. But then he wouldn't be able to get on a conference call and say, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do that. So I kind of doubt it would happen. Yeah. But it's wrestling. You can kind of do whatever. I'd be I'd be, be more inclined to think so a few years down the line. Uh, specificity is dead. Do you think this mirror loss will set up the debut of CJ Perry? He has two things that are mm. important to him. And when his God fails him, he brings in the only thing as important to him, his wife. That's interesting. That's an incredibly good point. Yes. I like that. Yeah, I like that, that a lot. That's good. Uh, Dan Daniel says, with all this talk of young pillars, 
Where does Ricky Starks fit in all this? I, I think when MJF was talking about young pillars, it was all people who signed to the company like at its inception. OG guys, yeah. yeah. Ricky uh, Starks Ricky is, is 31. He's 31. And he's great. He's great. He's amazing. He considers him, he said he considers himself an AEW homegrown talent, mm-hmm. but he wasn't there at the very beginning. Uh, Crossface, uh, Chicken Stain, Power Rank Streams, you would rather Ray, Dan Lambert, Joe Gacy, or Christian Cage? It's Christian Cage. Dan Lambert. Because I refuse to. He wouldn't be like neither neither Lambert nor Gacy would be like they are on TV. But I think Lambert. Here's the thing about Lambert. He's a big fan of pro wrestling. He is. And if he's got a stream going, I'd be curious. I'd like to get our name. You know, look, I I maintain Lambert was really good during his time in Impact. They Mm -hmm. had a cool story for him. Mm -hmm. This is trash. Mm -hmm. It's just not good. Uh, that doesn't mean he's not good. It just means yeah. what they have him doing not is great, crap. No. No, it's you not, know, I'm not going to put it on him. And as long as he's doing that, um, then I don't really want to see him. But if they had him doing something cool, I'd be down for it because totally. I like him. Yeah. Die Art Homer has a great question, and I love answering this. How badly does Ring of Honor regret helping out, put out, put on all in? A lot. Immensely. Uh, they have learned that lesson. They will never help anybody again. They absolutely regret it. Uh, Monstrosity, hey guys, do you think AEW will have a Hall of Fame? And if you if they do, power rank the first three people in. AEW, Jericho? AEW Hall of Fame. You have Jericho, Jericho, Mox, and Omega. I would say... Jericho, Mox, and Cody. Yeah. Well, Mox isn't going to retire anytime soon. I'm just thinking of guys who are like... Well, they could wait 20 years to have the Hall of Fame. Let's say they have it in five years. Jericho might be retired in five years. Maybe. He oh, could be. Brody. Brody. Oh, Brody, of course. Brody. Yeah, absolutely. Brody. Oh, yeah, okay, no, that's good. Brody, Jericho, Bret Hart. I'm the first one to hold the title. All right, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. He was the first AEW champion. He was the her- first to hold the belt. Doesn't make him the champion. Bye, exactly. We'll cut that last part you set out, please, when you edit no, this thing. No, I, I put it together. Bye, everybody. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.